Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly discussion that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A media.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to this week's edition of Conversations. Z, we're talking about the end game. And we're not talking about some dire end game, although we could be judging by the smoke on the East Coast coming from the fires. But we're talking about a different kind of end game. And the end game we're referring to is what do we want? Like, what do we want out of life? What is our purpose, our objective, our overriding passion, however you want to put it? And the reason I think this is important is that it's so easy to just get lost in minutia and just get lost in nonsense. And this has become more and more common. And part of it is, as we've talked about, the media and technology, we've always got some random set of information going through our brains. We're in the habit of having our attention go in one direction and then another direction. So we get caught up in things that just aren't that important. We've also got habits of entitlement and drama. So if there aren't real problems, then we manufacture fake problems. Like, oh my God, look, this other person has more money than I do, or they're going on a better vacation. Or can you believe that she said that to me and who does she think she is? And all of this stuff, it's kind of like we could spend our life just getting lost in this rabbit hole and wasting time on pettiness uh, without ever really achieving what we want to achieve. So the antidote for that is to step back and gain that perspective. And this is the equivalent of that 50,000 foot view. So instead of being down in the weeds uh, where we're looking at individual trees, we zoom out, we get that aerial view, we see the forest, we see the broader patterns, and we can tell whether we're on track. Uh, maybe another way to think about it is if you've got someone and they're lost in a forest, they're trying to find the way out, they can't see the trail. But if you're able to zoom out and see something from up above, it's obvious and you know what direction you should be going in. So that's what we're talking about with the end game. What do we care about? What are our objectives? And maybe most importantly, Z, how do we start using that to shape what we're doing day to day? And I think I'll just put this out there to kick off. I think we can use it in two ways. Uh, one way to use it is to check ourselves and take us out of the things that just aren't that important. So it's almost like a filter. Uh, if we look at whatever situation we're in, whatever is weighing us down, whatever feels like it's so urgent at that particular moment in time, we can just say, is this helping us get to the end game? So is this advancing us? Is this moving us in the right direction? If not, it becomes easier to pull back and say, you know what the hell with this? I'm not going to waste time. I'm not going to waste energy. And then along with that, if we are able to do that, we're able to filter, we're able to focus on our energy, we get to where we want to go. I mean, otherwise, we're just wandering through life randomly. We might be going in circles. We might be going backwards. At least we've got some sense of the, of the destination, Z. If we've got that clear idea of what the end game is, uh, we can make sure we're headed there. And then I think life becomes more meaningful. Uh, we evolve faster. We accomplish more. We touch more people. Uh, and different people might have different objectives. But I would argue that if we've got that bigger perspective, we can have a more fulfilling life, uh, something that is just more meaningful to us. Uh, so that's the topic for today. And you had some interesting stories to share up front. Uh, you were talking about, I don't know if it was some new clients who were coming in or just a young couple that you met. And it seemed like they were lost in the minutiae. They were forgetting about the bigger picture. 
Why don't we start over there, uh, Z? Would you mind sharing that story? Yeah, well, I just had a young couple. They, they, they uh, in their 20s, mid-20s, that kind of high-energy love that they feel like it's going to last forever, very optimistic about the, and then within the newness of their relationship and their bond, and they felt it was them and the rest of the world was outside of that. And I was sharing with them, do you want to keep this momentum? And they both had stories of catastrophic and dramatic collapses of relationship. Uh, one guy had had some, he had, the young man had issues with the legal system that was really devastating. The woman had uh, had a single mom, an angry, bitter single mom that was constantly uh, telling her that there was no possibility of hope or future. And I was sharing, I said, what do you guys want? What is your end game? They said, we want to build a life together. Um, we both have starting good businesses together. We enjoy each other's company. We don't have a big need for each other. I said, so what are you doing to create the stepping stones to your end game? What are you doing to reinforce that? What, um, what knowledge-based adhesion are you building in your life so you guys can keep on that path? They said, well, none. We're just running on the momentum of joy. I said, that's not going to sustain you. You want to purge all malthought. Uh, you have basic health issues you're aware of. He said, yeah, the doctor told me I was obese, but I, I, just, I don't think I'm obese. I said, you're obese. She's obese too. So, but if you guys want to have a healthy life, you don't want to shy away from that moniker and face it head on and then say, let's set up ourselves up to have a healthy life. If that couple at that point in their relationship starts doing little things like working out together, um, eating healthy meals together, um, studying wellness together. It's going to lead them to mental health uh, understanding, emotional health understanding, social health understanding, and being aware of how to avoid the pitfalls of relationship decline. Yet, before you do any of that, it must be an end game. Is where do you want to be? Where are you going with this? So we can then lay down those indicators, those stepping stones to get to that place. For those of us who opt out, we understand that really well, that you end up wherever, you, wherever you're headed. You can't head in one direction and end up somewhere else. You can't lay stepping stones into the negative and end up in the positive. But you can't do any of that road work and surveying unless you have an idea of where you want to end up. And that applies to every one of us and every topic in our life. Is it good health that you want? Is it, do you want to be healthy? Then start plotting the course to good health. Do you want to be fit? Plot yourself to that. I know with us, I'm working on Dharma Mita. We just released mycenturyproject.com, which is the first um, available product from our media project. And again, all of our listeners go to mycenturyproject.com, buy it, buy it, buy it. Caitlin told me to remind everybody, buy it, buy it. Is there anything else you guys say to them, Caitlin? mycenturyproject.com, buy it, share it with people who want to live to be 100, share it with people who want to get back in the fitness game. So that was a message from our sponsor. But back to the end game. If we all think about things in our life, what is your end game? 
If you don't have an end game, then you're again waiting to die. You're waiting to fall into the abyss. So let's not do that or to the best of our ability, avoid that path. And I'll keep it simple. Like if you're in game is good health and well-being. The stepping stones to there is knowledge, understanding and application. Right. Um, practical application of the things that you've learned. And the end game will be at the end of those stepping stones, you will be in good health. How about relationship stuff, which is oftentimes very difficult. So you sometimes have to step back and kind of clear up a lot of bad trauma and say, where do I want to end up? And in that situation, it can feel sometimes hopeless that you're stuck. I, I, I know too often people get stuck in a, um, an emotionless, sexless, no intimacy, no understanding relationship. What was your end game? Well, they had no end game other than to survive the day. So if we could kind of reassess and plot out a healthy course, then we can achieve that end game, which is to have a harmonious, healthy, robust relationship. Yet it requires two people or whatever you have situation, whatever your situation is, to be of a mindset and say, here's where I want to go. Like the young couple, we want to work together and build a life. Okay, visualize what that life is and the elements of that good life and start laying one stone at a time that is positioned in the direction you want to go in. Fitness is very easy. It is about the ritual of dotting your I's, crossing your T's, stone by stone. Lay a stone, mark a stone. Here's where I'm going to be. Fitness stuff is so clear. Any one of us could put on a calendar right now. Do a general stress test of your body. How far can I run? How fast can I, I um, ascend a flight of stairs? What is my basic weight? And you can plot a simple course to I want to get up that flight of stairs faster. I'm going to practice this so many times a day, every day this week, so many times a, a day for the next week. What about my weight and my diet? I'm going to get on the 16-8 diet. I'm going to do intermittent fasting. I'm going to eat the same thing every day so I'll know my caloric input. I'll know how many calories I'm taking in and how many calories I'm expending and I can master my weight. Then after I master my weight, I want to stay on a path of health and well-being. And here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to have my morning rituals associated with well-being. I'm going to enjoy those things. I'm going to be around people that appreciate what I'm doing. I'm going to have uh, an opportunity to work with my closest family members or intimate partner on a supportive process for myself and them. Really easy. And then you can get to your end game. Uh, there are other, it, it's easy in one sense, but it can be complicated in building it. I'm learning another way of looking at business. So I'm learning from Vin, I'm learning for our buddy Adi, I'm learning from a lot of people I, I would never be exposed to to learn the mindset of, of financial abundance, right? I didn't say spiritual abundance. I didn't say happiness abundance. I said simply just an abundance of finance. 
So <clears throat> I'm, I'm studying it. Part of my objective, part of my end game is to understand and develop a level of expertise or mastery in the bottom line thinking. But I don't want to be a bottom liner. And what I mean by that is what I'm learning when people look at bottom line, they don't look at the collateral effects on humanity or the unintended consequences, the unintended consequences, right? So I want to be one who is aware of the of consequences, avoid unintended consequences, but achieve a certain level of financial quietude. What I mean by that is that you're not worried month for month for bills. So I have to learn that because I had a life which taught me to catastrophize, right? And um, not really look at a future, but accept that you wouldn't live that long, so let's be in the now. So that doesn't really support long-term fiscal management and decisions. So I'm trying to readdress that. I'm making a point. So I'm learning first, observing, learning, studying, and then implementing so that my end game is that I am in a comfortable position to develop and create new products, resources, and understanding of the human condition and offer that as a service that satisfies my, my penance to this world and my spiritual destiny. So that's it. So that's how we work the end game. You follow me, Van? Yeah, I follow you, Z. What's interesting about what you say, and maybe this happens a lot of times when we're talking about these topics, it sounds very simple. You lay it out. It's a very logical process. So number one, you need to have a clear picture in mind of what you want to achieve. Two, you need to focus on what that requires. If you don't know what it requires, you go and meet people and you learn. So you open yourself up, you figure out new ways of doing things. Basically, for everything that we want to do, we've got a formula. There's some recipe for success. There are people who have done what we are looking to do, and we can follow that. Even if it's not an exact blueprint, we can pick up those principles, and maybe we modify it, maybe we tweak it to fit our own needs. But we can get up a learning curve, and with sufficient, call it humility, uh, because we have to recognize that we don't know everything, uh, focus, because we need to make sure that we are spending our time where it needs to be spent. We're not getting distracted. Uh, determination, confidence, uh, so that we don't give up. If we hit a roadblock, we can do it. Uh, we can achieve what we want to achieve. And it's a very inspiring message, Z, uh, because it's a message of agency. It's a message of personal freedom. You know, we are not victims of what life has given us, of whatever hand that we've been dealt uh, we're not just passive participants. Uh, we're not going to be in these dramas where uh, we've got these stories running through our head. Oh, I've been treated unfairly, or I'm just never recognized, or people don't understand my worth, or it's not fair. The world is out to get me. And that's a very weak place to be. Uh, one, we just walk around angry and bitter. Uh, two, you basically put yourself in a cage and you say, there's nothing that I can do. This is beyond my control. So what we're talking about, Z, is the exact opposite of the mentality I just described. It's let's start with a very clear picture of what we want to achieve. Uh, let's put in the time, the effort, the learning. Uh, let's take our bitter medicine, as we've talked about in the past. And maybe some of that is criticism. Maybe some of that is just pain. I mean, you think about exercise sometimes. You got to push, push yourself, not to the point of physical injury, but to the point of discomfort. 
but we do that because we've got that focus on the long term. And what, what I find interesting is that the clearer that vision is, the more naturally it draws us, so the less effort it takes. If we have a very clear idea of what we want to achieve, then we're willing to walk through walls to get there. We're willing to figure out whatever we need to do. And I kind of look at my my journey into music as an example of this. I don't know exactly where this path is going. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen day to day. I don't know the people who I'm going to meet. We were talking about this earlier, meeting some very interesting people. A few months ago, they weren't on my radar. But now I'm sitting down having conversations with them. I've got a production team around the world, which I didn't expect. I started out doing poetry. This is turning into hip-hop and rap. So all of this is taking me in directions that are unexpected, but it feels very fluid uh, because this is, I, I guess it's gone from the point of just being a hobby to being part of what I am. And that vision of bringing this out and sharing my ideas and sharing the message with a much broader audience and being able to do my part in mitigating human suffering and creating an awareness of what's going on in society. Uh, that's clear enough uh, that I'm moving in the right direction without that much conscious thought. I mean, I kind of naturally evolve without thinking too much. If I hit a roadblock or I realize that I've got some limit and I need to pick up a new skill, I can do that. If I can't pick up the skill or I can't pick it up fast enough, I can bring other people onto the team. So if I apply this to myself, I think having that clarity is extremely important. And then if I think about what goes on underneath that, you know, the focus and the discipline becomes important because we have so many competing priorities. And even if there aren't good competing priorities, uh, there are a lot of things in this life that are just time sucks. Uh, there's the constant technology. There's the gossip. Uh, there's our attention going in a thousand different directions. Uh, so we need that clarity. We need that focus. Uh, we need all the things that I alluded to earlier. Let's talk about that for a second, Z. How do we build that? I mean, I can talk a bit about my own experience because uh, I think I've developed more confidence in what I'm doing over time. Uh, but there have been times when I've doubted myself. There have been times when the vision hasn't been as clear. There have been times when I've been relying on other people and saying, okay, I need this or I need these people to do X so that this thing can work. And if they didn't help, uh, hold up their part of the bargain or not even hold up their part of the bargain, but if they didn't do what I expected, it felt like a setback. And I've had to reset a bit and say, look, ultimately, this is on me. I have to figure out a way to do it, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. Um, so I can share some of my experience if that's useful, but I want to hear from you first. What do we need to do to build those things? Like, how do we get that clarity on what we want to achieve? Once we have that clarity, how do we get that, that focus? Uh, how do we get in that routine of putting the ego aside, asking for feedback, course correcting? I mean, a lot of times we get bogged down like, oh, I've, I've been going in this direction. And you talked about this with regard to yourself, uh, that you've got a certain mindset and a certain set of habits, and that's just how you are versus having a more flexible mindset and being able to try different things. So if those are the qualities we need, what's the right path to get there? Let's make a, a maybe a clearer picture. When I say the end game, let's call the end game a, a certain journey, a boulevard. And we know that if we're on that boulevard, we're far away from where we don't want to be and closer to where we do want to be. We're in the right direction. And that journey may take an unknown time. But what we do know is that we're headed in the right direction. 
And so you know from your artist's career that from the time that that was awakened and nurtured, you got off of one path almost begrudgingly and you got onto a new path and that path took you down another avenue with another scenery, different landscape. And what you did know is you may not have got to the end game. You might have went from writer to spoken word artist to rapper, but it was on that avenue. You were in the right direction. How do you know you were going in the right direction? Because it's far from where you were at, suppressing your talent, withdrawing that from being a natural part of who you were. And it took a while, not that long, for you to trust in the journey. It's not always about end result. Many times and most times it's about the process, which most of us have trouble embracing because we often live in a world where there's an idea of absolute win and absolute lose. What if the fact that you're in the hunt and in the fight is the victory? That's the real victory. So as I watch you develop as an artist, lying with a mic, I mean, it's just beautiful. The show you did the other night, your body moved different. You spoke different. You could see the journey you were on. You could see the avenue you were on. Park Avenue is very different than 125th and Lenox. Different things going on. Exciting things on both ends, but very different. So you were on your own avenue, your own vector, moving at your own pace. So your end game is being on that road. You're already in the vector of your end game. I'm working on the same thing on my end with the with Dharma Media, mycenturyproject.com. By the way, go there. We need to sell 100. So be part of that. Is that I'm not where I want to be, but I'm far from where I was at, where I didn't want to be. I'm not quite where I want to be, but I'm definitely not where I don't want to be. I think that's the best way to put it. So when we get on that avenue, we're headed in that right direction. We know we're going in the right direction because it looks different, it feels different, it, 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 it sounds different because we're headed in the right place. The process is everything. So for you, getting out of a mindset and for many people of, I want to quantify my success by the referencing of others. In your area, it's not that important. The important thing is that you're on the journey. With our project, with my Century Project, of course we need to sell and sell proof of life to grow the media company. So we definitely need the validation of purchase so that we can sell our programs and do that. Yet that's not the end of the journey. We have a hundred products ready to be developed that will help mitigate human suffering. But we need to do this one thing first we need to focus our energy on one thing first. So that's part of the end game as far as our media project goes. But it's not the end. The end game isn't the end. It's almost like the streets you want to be on taking you where you want to go. Into the infinite. And in the process of doing that, things will look different. Your idea of success and failure could change. The joy that you get from it may wane or subside, but the fulfillment remains. Mind you, there are times when the excitement diminishes, but the fulfillment of task is greater. 
Kaylin said something earlier about how she enjoyed cooking meals at home. And she was describing this very pre-Western feminist style of living. And again, not to knock anybody's views, but the lesser man angle on femininity is not good for anybody. Kaylin's right, I, I eat better when I cook at home. I bond better with my partner. I, my body goes to a natural, healthy weight, all from the act, the journey of self-nurturing. Enough, a small amount of self-reflection. They say, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna model myself into my idea of a well life. That's a journey. That's not a destination. It's not an objective, nor is it a goal. It's a process. And in doing that, the end game is revealed to you. Where you look back one day or one morning, you sit up, you say, I'm just where I want to be. I may not stay here, but this is where I want to be. It's like Lao Tzu says in the Tao Te Ching, a good traveler, a good traveler has no set destination. What do we mean by that? They're just a wayfarer, just a hapless vagabond? No, it's like riding the trains in India. I know I can get a train from Delhi to Calcutta, two-day ride, but it's the journey. I've always told you the journey, the things that I learned, the people that I met, that was the trip. So in doing that, though I wanted to go to the home of a great saint, which I did, it made it so much more fulfilling because of the people I shared my journey with. And so our end game is not the end. It's the process of journey, a clear process. And you know that because you're not where you were. If, you're, if your end game or your process is fitness, as I said earlier, you notice that you're fitter. Not where you want to be, but not where you're at. Right, Kaylin? You, 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 you're closer to it than you were yesterday, and you're farther from where you were than where you want to get to. You follow me, Vin? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, Z, it's an interesting distinction you make. And it kind of reminds me when I talk to people, sometimes I talk to, uh, to kids who are earlier in their careers, maybe just out of college or a few years out, and they're all trying to figure out, okay, what's the next step? So how do I get to the next level? Where should I be going? That's the first thing. Like, where should I be going? What do I want to be doing? Then, okay, once I've got that in mind, what do I need to do? Why don't you tell me what I need to do so that I can get promoted uh, from my uh, crappy underling position to something a little more respectable and get from there eventually to CEO of the company? And... I tell them a lot of times something similar to what you're saying, Z, which is you're never going to know. I mean, you're never going to know what that exact path is. How would you? I mean, it's one thing if you know exactly what you want to do. Like you want to go and play in the NBA and uh, fine, you want to go and do that. It's uh, kind of clear. But even there, it might not be that clear what the path is uh, at the outset. You kind of know what the next step is ahead. And at each point that you go forward, you can evaluate and say, am I on the right track or not? But you don't know exactly how things are going to work out. And certainly if your goal is just to rise up, what does that mean? How is that going to happen? You know, a million things could happen. 
the company could change. The people in the company could change. Your interests could change. You might get some opportunity somewhere else. So at least the way that I operate, I found that planning two years or three years or five years out is generally a waste of time because reality never matches up with that plan. So I can say, yeah, I want to be in this position at this time, but I have no control over that. Maybe it happens sooner. Maybe it takes longer. Maybe something better comes along in between. But if I'm so focused on doing one thing, I'll never even see what that better thing is. Uh, So what I usually tell people is just focus on where you are. I mean, number one, whatever you're doing, do that. Be in that. And if you don't want to be in that, yeah, you can make a change. As you're saying, Z, you can go on a different path. But for as long as you're on the path, be in the path. Because otherwise, you're just wasting energy. You're wasting time. Uh, In the context of working, if you're not doing a good job and you're pissed off, you're going to set yourself back and other people are going to be unhappy with you. So your whole idea of getting ahead, you're working against yourself. Uh, And the way I usually approach it is to figure out, okay, what are the markers that are going to tell me whether this path makes sense to me or not? And when I talk to people, it's things like, uh, I'm spending a lot of time at work. So do I generally like the people that I'm working with? Uh, Do I feel like I'm learning something? Do I feel like I'm having some impact in the company. And as long as I'm hitting those markers and I'm moving forward, then great. I don't need to change anything. I can keep on going. And the nice thing about that is a couple of things. Number one, it immerses you in whatever is happening right now. So you're not looking 5,000 steps ahead. You're focused on what is happening right now. Are these conditions good? If they're not good, I can do something else. So that naturally brings you back to the present. And as we've talked about, that brings you back to life. Uh, that brings you back to problems that you can solve because you can deal with things that are happening right now. You can't deal with hypotheticals that could happen in the future. Uh, and number two, it's simple. You know, it's a simple checklist and it tells you, is this the direction I want to be going or not? You know, you, you don't have to go through some endless debate. You don't have to ask a thousand people. Uh, but maybe it's anxiety, Z. And this is something that I want your perspective on as well. Because what we're laying out isn't that complicated. I mean, you need some idea of what you want to achieve. Uh, You need some sense of the direction that you're headed. You need some ability to course correct. And then you need the willingness to learn and to adapt and to evolve. So those are all things that people can do. But what I find at least is that, that we work against ourselves. So we end up getting too anxious. We're just too worried. It's like, in our mind, we need to have that extra sense of control, that idea of I know exactly what's going to happen, or I want to speed things up. I want them to work faster. So instead of allowing them to unfold at whatever pace they unfold, I got to do something. I got to force the issue. I got to push a little bit harder. And that anxiety and that churn, it can lead to frustration. A lot of times it's counterproductive. A lot of times it'll piss people off. I mean, if you think about a system where you've got a certain harmony and then you've got one part of the system which is out of balance and pushing too hard, that throws off the entire system. Uh, But we have that tendency and we work against ourselves. Uh, So uh, give us some thoughts on that, Z. Uh, I mean, one, I'm just curious what you've observed. Uh, When you encounter people and you're trying to get them to follow a particular path, how does anxiety factor into that? Well, it's everywhere to various degrees. There's different volumes of anxiety. Yet I always go back to the basic knowledge of the ancients. 
As they say, a fool learns from his own mistakes, a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. The, the teachings of the Tao and Hinduism and Buddhism teach us that the, the straightest path is often a bit crooked. And be fluid in your journey. Don't look so far ahead that you miss right what's under your feet. Don't look so far down at your feet that you miss right what's right in front of your face. So finding that healthy nowness, being right here in the now, knowing that you're headed somewhere and it's, it's closer to where you want to be than where you were at. Anxiety, egocentrism, pride, all those things will conspire to undermine your journey. Know that they're with you and make the, the appropriate adjustments. Um, as we move forward, a lot of times you, you, you think, I didn't even know I would head here, but I know I'm in a better place than I was. This the project we're working on has taken us all through many, many different variations, uh, different people we've met, resources we've, uh, we've, we've run through, um, and new understandings. Around this curve is a new understanding. Around another curve, down this slope, is new knowledge, new understanding. We're, we're further forward than we were behind. We're learning, we're growing. And maybe that's a big part of the journey itself so that we can give the best product to people. Um, we can fulfill our destiny that way. Yet it isn't always a straight line with all the technical challenges, the emotional, psychological challenges, all the personal sacrifice. It's just like a happy journey, uh, uh, journeyer that has no set destination other than I'm headed to a good place. And that's what it's in the Tao. A good traveler has no set destination. I think that's the proper way to say it. And, and that's where we want to be. You didn't know where you would end up with your spoken word project. But you were far from where you were at and you're closer to where you want to be. And sometimes that is as clear as it's going to get. And, and that's an okay place to be. So when we understand that we are headed towards our end game, you can just have a gross course idea of an end game. My end game is to be able to move out of the day-to-day -day operations, create more uh, products that serve humanity and mitigate human suffering. That's my end game. I'm on the path. It's a crooked path. There's hills, there's ups and downs. There are long, uh, there are long dark roads, but I'm gonna stay on that road. And I think if we all do, we get to where we wanna be. Does that answer that, Ben? Yeah, it answers it. And it brings up another point that we talk about often, uh, this idea of being content. Because a lot of times the anxiety, it's just something that is almost programmed into us. You know, it's a sense that wherever I am isn't good enough that there's always something better, uh, that I need to be chasing the next experience or I need to be moving faster. And there's no absolute basis for anything. It just becomes a relative game. 
And the way we set it up, it's a relative game that we're always going to lose because by definition, we've already decided that things aren't good enough, that there's something better out there. There's something more that we could be doing. There's someone else that we should be comparing ourselves to. So what it feels like we're getting around to at least part of this process of focusing on the end game and making sure you're on the right path and enjoying that journey is just to work on contentment. And I do think there's always a tension. You know, we, we don't want to be complacent. Uh, of course, we do want to evolve and we want to evolve as quickly as possible. Uh, but we want to do that with an acceptance that we don't control everything, uh, that it might not work out the way that we want. In fact, almost it's almost 100% guaranteed that things aren't going to work out the way that we want because the world is so fucking complicated. I mean, how can you possibly predict what's going to happen in your life, the people that you're going to meet, the encounters that you're going to have, uh, the business opportunities, the personal opportunities that are going to arise. You think about any encounter that you have. I think about how I met my wife and it was just completely crazy. I mean, it was just like such a random encounter, but that happens a lot of times. It's these random encounters that set our life in a completely different direction. And you don't really think about it because it feels so ordinary. You know, that's the, it's kind of like, this is just part of what's happening. And it kind of feels like it had to be that way. But if we step back, it didn't have to be that way at all. Or even if it did have to be that way, there's no way that we could have known that in advance. So why are we trying to project our own idea of life and of some divine plan on the world? It's kind of like, let things just work out the way they work out. Instead of forcing an issue, let it work through you. Uh, Take that energy Uh, whatever that divinity is, whatever that universal power is, and allow it to work through you. So be that that channel, that means of expression. And I think framing it that way maybe is a little bit different. In fact, you gave me that advice once, and you were talking about it with regard to the art and how if you depersonalize it so it becomes more that you're a conduit for whatever my words are, whatever my expression is, it's more that I'm a conduit of something else. You know, it's not me. And if I take the me out of it, that takes some of the pressure off. It takes the ego out of it. It actually allows the process to unfold because when we're in this mode of control, it, we, we kind of block a lot of that divine energy. Uh, so th- those are just some thoughts that come to me as we're having this conversation. You know, be content, allow things to flow, let go of control. And, and that eases us. That makes it a much more enjoyable journey and probably a much more effective journey as we're going from now uh, to whatever that end game happens to be. Vin, you're so right. You know, when you said that, there's something I often forget to tell and share is I'm not one of these kind of hoity-toity spiritualists, but I do believe in physics. And there is a divine protocol to our life. And if you follow the truth of self, it always leads you to a better place. Um, Don't lose faith. Don't lose faith in yourself. Work on yourself. Get on that journey. Find your process. Find your end game. Accept that there's a way to work towards it. And in the working, being on that path is one of the most important things to just be headed in that direction. And I know there's a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of disappointment. But don't assign that to just yourself. 
use that as fuel and say, okay, how can I, how can I make this work? How can I learn from this? Mainly, how can I learn from this? Not forcing it or beating, because in that knowledge, you may find you have to take another angle. You might have to get in a different lane on that path. You might have to take a slight detour, but you're still headed in the right direction. Trust that. When you got on stage the first time, the nervousness, the way you uh, doubted yourself or wondered, and now when you get on stage, the confidence, the clapping, you're in a better place. And, 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 and for all of us, there's that opportunity to be content. The greatest type of happiness is contentment. The greatest type of success is being at peace with where you're at. Let's be on that journey. Let that be our end game to be successful, to be at peace with where we're at. Huh, Vin? Yeah, I'll just add one thing to that, Z, uh, that a test for that, in my view, is do you feel alive? You know, do we feel alive? Do we feel engaged? Do we feel just a sense? I don't know what the right word is. It's hard to put some of this into words, but, you know, a joy and excitement, just feeling good about being alive. We're not always going to feel that way because uh, we've got whatever stresses we have. But if we can get rid of the immediate problems, once we deal with the problems, once we sweep those aside, are we glad to be here? And if we are, then great. You know, that's contentment. That's, a, that's also a sign that we're on the right path. If not, maybe it's time to course correct and try something different. You're so right, Ben. And let's leave everybody with that. A real simple thing. I love what you said. Are you at peace with where you're at? If not, let's make those little course corrections on our path to our end game. Let's do it again next week. Remember, mycenturyproject.com. Let me know you bought it. Send us a note. Enjoy it so we can all live a long time. All right. Peace. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Each five-star review helps us bring you more unique and insightful content. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. Peace.